Hey, welcome listeners. You are listening to another episode of I Have Something to Say in Spirit and in Truth. And this is part three of When Did We Lose Our Power? So I was looking around online um, just to give me some things uh, to feed you guys today. And I came across something on the internet called Bible Tools. Okay. And it says what the Bible says about Israel's punishment from Forerunner Commentary. So again, with open hearts and minds and discernment always, you guys, I'm going to pray us in. Hallelujah. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, I give you glory, honor, and praise right now. Yahweh, the God that always was, always is, and always will be, Elohim, the most high God. I decrease right now, Father Yah. I will not lean to my own understanding, Father, but I will trust you as I go through this uh, podcast and read this information. I pray for the Ruach HaKodesh to reveal all things, to shed light upon all things, that they may be nothing but truth going forward from this podcast this evening. This is Irv Shabbat. This is Friday evening, Father Yah. And I thank you that my children and I have separated it to be with you, fellowship with you, communicate with you, worship and adore you, and share your word. So with no further ado, you guys, I just want to welcome you on this podcast. Everything that we pray, we pray in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. So let us begin. Thank you, Abba. Okay, so it says here from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Critics assert that Israel's history demonstrates the weakness of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that their God could not keep his promise. Is that so? We need to second the record straight. The Old Testament is a chronicle of Israel's repeated failure to obey God. It is a chronicle of Israel's refusal to keep his commandments and statutes. In Psalms 78, <clears throat> excuse me, in Psalm 78 verses 10 through 11, as well as 40 and 42, 56 and 57, the psalmist mentions that Ephraim, meaning Israel, is large did not keep the commandment of God. They refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the one holy one of Israel. They did not remember his power Yet they tested and provoked the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies, but turned their back and acted unfaithfully like their fathers. Hallelujah. So we're going to continue, but I'm going to have my baby girl read a little bit. How you doing, Azure? Good. So are you ready? Yep. You're going to start from right here where it says 2 Kings 17, 7 through 8. Okay. Speaks of the sins of the kingdom of Israel up north. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned Mm -hmm. against the Lord 
their God who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt and they had feared the other other gods and had walked in in the situation statues statues of the nations whom the Lord had cast out from before children of Israel thank you <clears throat> Joshua yes come next paragraph hallelujah the Bible tells us that if we train up our children in the way they are to go, when they are adults, they will not depart from the way. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, this just popped up. Block. You guys got to get some pop-up blockers on your laptop. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Start from right here. The prophet Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah... In Jeremiah 32, chapter 32, verse 30, quote, God's scatching, scathing, scathing, scathing indictment, scathing indictment of the people of both kingdoms. The children of Israel and the children of Judah have done only evil before me from their youth. Keep going. Because your sins, because of their sins, as... Uh, Second Kings, mm-hmm. chapter seventeen, eight th- verses eighteen through twenty indicates God indicates God was very angry with Israel and removed them from His sight. Also, Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord their God, their God, but walked in the but walked in the statutes of Israel which they made. And the Lord rejected all their descendants of Israel, of Israel, afflicted them, and and delivered them into the hand of plunders until he had, until he had cast them out of his sight. Mm-hmm. In Psalm seventy-eight, fifty-nine through sixty-two, the psalmist Asaph relates that God, when he became aware of the idols of Israel, was furious. And greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. Guys, I want to speak right now to those of us who have, we are awakening to who we are. And there are many of us taking pride in this and this who we are uh, or who we were. So I'm going to say this again, okay? In Psalm 78. Verses 59 through 62, the psalmist Asaph relates that God, when he had became aware of the idols of Israel, was furious and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh and delivered his strength into captivity. He delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the hands of the enemy, right? He also gave the people over to the sword and was furious with his inheritance. As early as the days of the founder of the kingdom of Israel, Jeroboam, I, God, understood the direction Israel was taking. In 1 Kings 14, 15, God warns that he will ultimately strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water. He will uproot Israel from the good land which he gave to their fathers. 
He will scatter them beyond the Euphrates River because they have made their own wooden images provoking the Lord to anger. Much later, Amos warned in Israel, Behold, wait, excuse me. Amos warned Israel, Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are on the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from the, from the face of the earth. Amos 9.8 Amos 9.8 Oh, Amos, excuse me. Go ahead, the patriarchs. The patriarchs were... were the per- the patriarchs were as God uh, uh, attests attests mm-hmm. again and again faithful. However, the people of Israel failed to observe the terms of God's conditional promises to them. Israel ex- exhibited again and again its refusal to obey God. As a result, it has yet to enter into the peace, prosperity, and eternal possessions of the land he promised the patriarchs. Listen, guys, I'm going to read this again because I think that some of you are still not hearing. So for him and her that have ears to hear, it is time to hear now what Yahuwah is saying to the assemblies. The patriarchs, as God attests again and again, were faithful, right? But however, the people of Israel failed to observe the terms of God's conditional promise to them. Again, the patriarchs were, as God attests again and again, faithful. We need to get back to the faith of old. We need to get back to that ancient that ancient faith that the patriarchs of our faith had. Okay? Let us not forget that Abram did not know where he was going, but the Lord our God said, "Get up and go," so he went. That is faith. Okay? We need that same radical faith again if we expect to enter into the peace prosperity and eternal possession of the land that he has promised to the patriarchs okay hebrews 3 11 through 8 summarizes the matter in the day of trial in the wilderness the children of israel tested me proved me and saw my works for 40 years therefore i was angry with that generation so i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest because of the people's Excuse me, I'm sorry. Because of the people's insolence, God withheld his blessings, ultimately separating himself from them by casting them out of the land he had promised the patriarchs. God punished Israel for its disobedience by deferring the fulfillment of his promises to the patriarchs. This deferment did not make him... I'm sorry, this deferment did not make him unfaithful to the people because his promise to them were conditional. Again, his promises were conditional. They were contingent upon the fact that they were supposed to keep the commandments, okay? And honor the Lord their God, the Lord our God. But they did not. Israel's sad history is the consequence of the people's faithlessness, not of their own God's weakness. Let me explain something to you. Yahweh Elohim is mighty. 
Some scientists want to say that things came into existence because of a big bang. Well, let me tell you today, he is the big bang. He is mighty to save, but he will not be mocked. He will not be disrespected. His word shall not return unto him void. But the time for the purification of Israel is at hand. This is why there are trumpets blowing everywhere you turn. There is a trumpet in Highbridge in the Bronx. He says, when my people that are called by my name, humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Stop fighting for rights in this land. Let us go back to that ancient faith that will have our father saying, those are my children and I will not stand for their oppression any longer. Those fierce enemies that he sent from the north, their day of judgment is at hand. And when our obedience is fulfilled, he will willingly punish those that act according to the Satan, to the Hasatan, to the enemy that has been trying to destroy his people from the beginning. Hallelujah. Happy Earth Shabbat, everyone. Hey, love bugs. This is your girl. Listen, I am so serious about this thing, y'all. I just really think this is a really cool platform, another way for us to stay connected, another way for us to even keep each other grounded. So hop up on here, listen to my podcasts, please send messages in, your views, your opinions, they definitely count. Listen, people, our time is now. So let's grab hold of this thing and make it happen right here on Anchor FM. Be sure to follow me on all major social media platforms. On Facebook, my name is Batia Leisha Israel. On Instagram, it is living underscore waters with a Z. Even on TikTok, yeah. <laughs> I'm a TikTok mama. Um, on TikTok, it is waters28 or simply Aja, that is A-J-A. On Twitter, it is Batia Leisha. Listen, this is just the beginning. You're going to hear a lot more from me. Most of y'all already know. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned. What the Bible says about the scattering of Israel from the forerunner commentary. We are continuing there. We are going to stay there. They have um, some things that I just really, it's confirmed in my spirit. So I'm glad that I found it so that I can share it with you guys. It says these passages all have a similar context. They were written just prior to the fall and scattering of either Israel to the north or Judah to the south. Each shows a wealthy people unblinkingly focused on their pleasure, giving no thought to God. 
They are casually uninterested in the moral welfare of their nation that is crashing into utter depravity. Shame for sin has disappeared. Don't we see that now, guys? All these pride parades and every uh, program you see on television, you see what was once taboo, now almost um, celebrated. Shame for sin has disappeared. The interpreter's commentary of the Bible states that the Bible shows that in the period of of these nations, I'm sorry, shows that in the period before these nations fell, their societies show significant breakdowns in two vital areas, in political and business leadership and family life, with specific blame falling on women. Does that sound familiar? Nothing new under the sun. Let's keep reading. In these passages, the following characteristics are either directly named or strongly implied. Rebellion. Betrayal. Distrust. Shamelessness. Greed. Obstinacy. Compromising and audacious self-centeredness against God and fellow man. These are not the characteristics of a nation that would bring honor to God, is it? At one time in the history of this nation, the overwhelming majority of the people expressed a strong sense of shame when they had sinned. Sin was an ugly thing, and due to this sense of shame, they did whatever they could do to hide their moral flaws from others. Guys, now we are in 2020, and all over, I hear people saying, well, girl, I know I'm going to hell, cuz, and then whatever they say, you know, are uh, preceding that. And, and or, or you may hear some things saying, well, if I'm going to hell, you going with me. People brag about their sin. They, they make it seem like there's a, it's a joke. You know, I remember reading um, a while back uh, a chapter in the Bible where it spoke about people's consciences being seared as if with an iron. People have no conscience anymore. Right is wrong and wrong is right. If I tell my children, you know, to stand against homosexuality and they choose to not um, play with children that proudly call themselves bisexual at 11 and, and 9 years old, then, you know, I'm teaching my children hate. And, and and separatism, right? Wrong. Anyway, I hope I don't get in trouble here on this podcast. Huh? Bashing, huh? Listen, some of that still exists. The period of the late 1950s and early 1960s, however, was probably the beginning of the end of that attitude. Sin has gradually carried less of a stigma and the sense of shame has been slowly replaced by a growing boldness of attitude and flaunting of sin. What about the one God know my heart? God know how I'm set up. He sure does. There is nothing new under the sun. That same attitude, that same stiff neckness, that same pride is the reason why we have Trayvon Martins, Sandra Blands, so many countless others slain 
and there the murderers just maybe sometimes giving a slap on the wrist, huh? There's a reason for this. It is not because we don't have a God that sees. It is because we have a God who sends out a word and it shall not come back void. It is because we serve a God who is a consuming fire. He is jealous and he has much wrath for the children of disobedience. I'm going to keep reading. Much of that sense of shame has disappeared from the American psyche. Some remains in a small percentage of the population, yet increasingly bold immorality has become the way of life so that sin is now blatantly committed. Civility is becoming a thing of the past. Rudeness and open brazen misconduct is becoming the normal way of things. Hmm. There's a new world coming. A world that the people of Yah shall not be a part of. I'm going to keep reading. This is the kind of conduct the whore's forehead pictures. Huh? Wait, I'm sorry. This is the kind of conduct. And then in parentheses, it shows whore's forehead pictures. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it represents the blatant, audacious sin of the streetwalker who is out in public openly displaying what she is promoting herself. My, my, my. And tempting others to engage in this sin with her. The whore's forehead represents the practice of sin done overtly with no attempt to camouflage. This attitude is reminiscent of the story of the righteous Lot dealing with the homosexuals in Sodom just before God dropped the fire and brimstone on the people of that vile, disgusting city. Sounds a lot like New York to me. I even hear that fake Israel has a place uh, called Tel Aviv and that's kind of like not like the gay capital out there. Hmm. When we start to stand, seriously stand against this immorality, the persecution will begin seriously. They will hunt us down, but they will not win. This relaxed and careless public acceptability of sin did not happen overnight. It gradually became tolerated over the decades. Do you guys remember? I remember watching TV shows where mom and dads didn't even share the same bed. Okay. Um, and now you, you get like pretty much full, full out sex scenes on uh, channels through 2 through 11 in New York City. Those are, you know, our primetime TV channels. Those are, you know, the, the, the channels that you don't have to pay for. Right. Free sex all over TV now, guys. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Anyway, its growth is significantly aided by a so-called Christian church that abandoned its responsibility to cry aloud and spare not and show God's people their sins. I don't know about y'all, but I kind of miss those fire and brimstone preachers. You're going to go to hell shacking up and living in adultery. Listen, Isaiah 58, 1. Guys, study to show yourself approved. 
The scriptures that you hear me name throughout this podcast, you will be doing yourself a major disservice if you did not take the time to read them for yourselves. We must be careful to guard ourselves from succumbing to the temptation of being drawn into the same casual approach. It is our responsibility to overcome sin. You guys, I sin. I slip. I judge myself. Right now, at this point in time, I have no overseer. I have no assembly that I am a member of. Um, but I do have the Ruach HaKodesh who will not let up on me, who will not let me feel good when I slip and step out of character. He will not allow me to be comfortable in my sin. Hallelujah. So I thank you. I thank you for your set apart spirit that checks me, that trains me, that chastises me, and that will not allow me to remain a mess. Guys, wake up. He wants to pour out into you. He wants to clean you up. He wants to show the world his marvelous power through you. Let him do it. Harden not your heart. You've been listening to When Did We Lose Our Power, Part 3, with yours truly, Ajibati, I'm sorry, Ajibati Alicia on Anchor FM. Please get your Bibles, guys. I want you guys to go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8, 11 through 14. Um, I think that from now on, guys, uh, if you are tuning into the When Did We Lose Our Power episodes, um, you should always come on with your Bibles. You need to fact check, okay? I need you guys to research Um, the validity or verify the validity of everything that goes out from this podcast. Okay, guys. So again, I I need you guys to get your Bibles. Okay. And go to Deuteronomy. And when you find the book of Deuteronomy, I'm going to ask you to go to chapter eight. Okay. And I'm going to be reading from verses 11 through 14. You guys, um, right now, while we are experiencing this lockdown or quarantine, which seems to be over um, all of a sudden, okay, you guys have had so much time to just be home, be with your families, get in your scriptures, um, get to know, you know, Elohim, get to know the Most High God for yourselves, guys. Uh, the Bible, and I believe it is Second Timothy, it could be First Timothy, but I definitely know that the chapter is 2 verse 15, where he says, study yourselves, you know, study to show yourselves approved, a workmanship of the most high who does not need to be ashamed because you can properly divide the word of truth. And what that means is, you know, you, you, you have no reason to be ashamed when you stand up for Mashiach because you can take the word and ingest it and regurgitate it. You can now reteach it. You can dissect it and break it down contextually. Okay. You will not have to be ashamed because you're not just going on what pastor master said. No, you've taken the time to study that word and to know it for yourselves. And that is the only way you will be approved by Elohim. He even told, um, Joshua, you know, who led after Moshe, who led after Moses, you know, he said, meditate on the word day and night so that you will be careful to do what is in them. Right. 
Okay, so Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11 and 14. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his precepts, and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and live in them. Verse 13. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and you have all and all you have is multiplied, then your minds and hearts be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Do we not know what happens to those hearts and minds that get lifted up above Yah and the knowledge of Mashiach? They are brought low. They are brought into submission. They are taken into captivity. Okay? And not until... You know, our obedience is fulfilled. Will the the people who held us captive be punished? Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take you to that scripture that says exactly that. Okay. So the scripture that I'm talking about comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 6. Because the weapons we use to wage war are not worldly. On the contrary, they have God's power for demolishing strongholds. We demolish arguments and every arrogance that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obey the Messiah. And when you have become completely obedient, then we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience. You guys, when I saw this a few years ago, I saw it in a totally different way. Like I usually hear people, you know, they just talk about the first, maybe, you know, verse four and five, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God for the tearing down of strongholds, right? Um, you know, they even casting down imaginations and everything that will exalt itself up against the knowledge of God, bringing it into the captivity of Messiah. But I never really hear them, you know, explain verse six. And when you have become completely obedient, then we will readily punish every act of disobedience. So it was, again, contingent upon us being obedient okay and I also want to take you guys to first Corinthians chapter 10 okay bear with me while I get there you guys should be getting there too okay let's close this out I have a few tabs opened up mm-mm Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and you guys are listening to part three of When Did We Lose Our Power on Anchor FM with Ajabati Alicia, also known as Miss Waters by my friends from back in the days when I was a crazy kid. And um, it's just the name just kind of stuck to me. So anyway. For brothers, I do not want you to miss the significance of what happened to our forefathers. Listen up. Pay attention, everyone. We are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I do not want you to miss the significance of what happened to our forefathers. 
all of them were guided by the pillar of cloud and they all passed through the sea and in connection with the cloud and the sea they all immersed themselves into Moshe into Moses also they all ate the same food from the spirit and they all drank the same drink from the ruach from the spirit for they drank from the spirit sent rock which followed them and that rock was hamashiach was the messiah yet with the majority i'm sorry yet with the majority of them god was not pleased so their bodies were strewn across the desert verse 6 now these things took place prefiguratively Okay, these things took place as prefigurative historic events, warning us not to set our hearts on evil things as they did. Don't be idolaters as some of them were, as the Tanakh puts it, as the Old Testament puts it. Okay, don't be idolaters as some of them were, worshiping idols. Some of us worship people as our idols, passing out when we see celebrities and things like that. Knock it off. The people sat down to eat the drink. I'm sorry, the people sat down to eat and drink and then got up to indulge in revelry. How dare you receive the blessings that come from the Most High and then turn around and still behave like a heathen? We are all guilty of such things. The time to repent is now. While there is still time, repent from the evil that we do. Verse 8, and let us not engage in sexual immorality. Girl with girl, boy with girl, girl, girl with boy, Boy, boy with girl, threesomes, foursomes, orgies, menage a trois, all these sex parties and things of that nature. The wrath of God is coming for those that practice sexual immorality. So you listen up, sis. You think you're going to keep him. You think you're going to keep him by giving him that nasty little threesome. You may keep him and lose your soul. So here we go. Verse 8. Let us not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did with the consequences that 23,000 died in a single day. And let us not put the Messiah to the test. Okay, don't test him. Verse nine says, and let us not put the Messiah to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by snakes and don't grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroying angel the destroyer came and tore their butts up okay let us not go in those ways guys Put down that gay pride flag. You better cry that nastiness out your system. You better pray for deliverance. You better pray to be set free from the nasty spirits that come from the marine kingdom. Because ain't no spirit that came from God going to tell a girl to kiss a girl and a boy to kiss a boy. You heard it right here from Aja Batia Alicia. I am sounding the trumpet. It shall not be named among you this nasty sexual immorality. Stop it! While there is time.
Stop it. Verse 11. These things happened to them as prefigurative historical events. And they were written down as a warning to us who are living. Listen, guys. Harden not your hearts and hear. Verse 12. Therefore, let anyone who thinks he is standing up be careful not to fall. No temptation has seized you beyond what people normally experience. And God can be trusted not to allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. On the contrary, along with temptation, he will also provide the way out. You guys, there are many temptations out there. I'm tempted by things that my flesh enjoy around the clock. I have been asking the Holy Spirit to help me recognize my way out when I am in these positions, when I'm in these predicaments. And hallelujah, I have learned to look for my way out, find it and take it and get out. You can do it too. I live my life as a living testimony for a reason. When I fail, you will see it. When I triumph over sin, I will lead by example and share that as well. You guys, these days are growing eviler and eviler by the day, more and more evil by the day. Here, while there is time, what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Here, Israel, the decrees and the laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn them and be sure to follow them. Yahweh Elohim made a covenant with us at Horeb. It was not with our ancestors that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face out of the fire on the mountain. At that time, I stood between the Lord and you to declare to you the word of the Lord. Because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in the heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to the thousand of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of Yahuwah Elohim, the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Observe the Shabbat. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God, of Yahuwah Elohim. On it. You shall not do work of any kind. 
neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male or female servant nor your ox your donkey or any of your animals or any foreigner residing in your towns so that your male and female servants may rest as you do remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Shabbat to observe the Sabbath day honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long in the land I'm sorry so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor you shall not covet your neighbor's wife you shall not set your desire on your neighbor's household or land his male or female servant his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor these are the commandments that Yahweh proclaimed in a loud voice to your whole assembly there on the mountain from out of the fire the cloud and the deep darkness and he added nothing more then he wrote them on two stone tablets and gave them to me and that me was Moses now you guys have heard it from me Batia Lisha Israel right here on Anchor FM we are to keep the commandments so that we may inherit the inheritance and receive favor once again from Yahweh Elohim hallelujah all of you praise yah yo real talk i don't know about you but I see what this quarantine is doing to some of y'all. And y'all is downright ugly. And y'all need me. Now, nah, let me stop. You know you beautiful, boo. But you could do some touching around them edges, though. You need to holler at your girl. I do braids, weaves, sew-ins, glue-ins, clip, cuts, dyed, fried, blow-dried. I do it all. Holler at your girl. You can find me on Facebook. As Batia Leisha Israel. You can find me on Instagram as Living underscore Waters. You can find me on TikTok as Waters28. Inbox me. I am doing 25% off on all hairstyles. Yup, you heard me. 25% off on all hairstyles. This is because quarantine got some pockets tight. So I'm going to work with you. Holla at your girl. Restore our minds, oh yeah. Restore our bodies, oh yeah. For we endure. For we endure. For we endure. For we endure. We ask for restoration. We ask for restoration. We ask.
ask for restoration. We ask for restoration. Restore our minds. Restore our minds. Restore our hearts. Restore your power, oh yeah, fill us with 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 shalom, fill us with shalom, fill us with shalom. judgment went forth. We ask for restoration, for we've endured. We ask for restoration, your judgment went forth. Restore our minds, oh yeah. Restore our hearts, oh Restore our minds, oh yeah. Restore our hearts, oh yeah. We ask for restoration. We ask for restoration. We ask for restoration. We ask for restoration. From the top of our heads to the sole of our feet, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, restore me, restore me, restore me. Restoration, 
From the soles of our feet to the crown of our head, we ask of thee restoration. Restoration. Fill us with your power. Fill us with shalom. Fill us with your ruach. It's time to go home. Restoration. Hallelujah. What you guys have just been listening to was some of the worship slash worship going out from Beck to Fela, from Rebirth of a Nation, an assembly, a tribe that I have been uh, worshiping with online. I came across them on Facebook and my Ruach is pleased within me. The teachings that are going forward are most definitely in spirit and in truth. The mores, the oracles, the, the teachers are anointed to teach in these end times. Take heed. Hallelujah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. I don't mind We don't mind waiting. 
harden not your heart. We don't mind waiting. With expectation. We don't mind waiting. On you, yeah. We don't mind waiting. We don't mind waiting. We don't mind waiting. On you, yeah. We don't mind waiting. We don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. We are so joined on you, yeah. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, yeah. Hear my cry, oh, yeah. Attend on to my prayer From the ends of the earth Will I cry on to thee Yeah, you are our strong tower. 